0: Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. And today, oh, people, today, uh, it's it's later than we usually record, and I'm I'm just feeling mellowed out and but energetic, but mellow, mellowly energetic,
1: <laughs> mellowly <Melody laughs> energetic. energetic,
0: yeah, yeah, that's it. Go, 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 well, go, go.
2: I I'm not. I had my iced coffee. <laughs> I put one pump of vanilla, one pump of hazelnut. As you do. It's a, a flavor blend. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm feeling. I'm Trevor Keyson. <laughs> I was gonna say, who, who's doing all of this lovely I'm a coffee super work? Chub and yeah, I'm a uh a iced coffee
1: boy. My name is Michael. I'm a super chaser. So <laughs> ah, take <laughs> how that. About that. And uh yeah, it's 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 six PM, everybody. This is not how we normally do things, but we're striving for the best. Only the best, no matter what time of day it is. <laughs>
3: hey there, my name's Don. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood. And today I am I am a healthy boy. I have just come out of three days of a fever and uh, I ate eggs today. Wow. I have protein in me.
1: I'm so excited. Oh my God. I, I mean, Don, you know, there's a, uh, other ways to get protein in you that don't require <laughs> you to have to keep it down. <laughs>
3: Yeah, oh, but that whoa, involves wow. testing. After you
1: know,
3: I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow! No, you know when I'm you know I'm sick when I I <laughs> quietly drag the uh, chocolate babka I bought the day before I got sick into my bedroom, and four days later is untouched.
2: Oh, oh
1: wow. no! Yeah. What? <laughs>
0: and you lived? <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Well, welcome everybody! Thanks for tuning in once again. Tuning in—that does—that's not relevant to anything anymore. You don't tune anything; you just hit play on your. Oh, I various-
0: tune. In. I tune in every time I dial my tuner,
1: <laughs> and my phone. As do we all. Yeah. Um, we we have a show. Yeah, we have a show to do. We want to oh. thank our. Oh, sorry. Are, are we thinking? Yeah. Well, to think? Let, thanks. <laughs> good, thanks. <laughs> we want to give thanks everybody. We want to give thanks uh, to our patrons on Patreon for supporting us. You are the best patrons in the world and we'd like to, we like your patronage. So thank you patrons. And, the patron- and, your patrons. <laughs> and to the non patrons. We, we don't say that often enough. Thank you. Listeners, listeners in general, you guys make our big fat gay world go round. Um, If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com. There's lots of content on there already. We have old minisodes that have never been released to the public never. just for the patrons. Um, we have some behind-the-scenes content. We have Cutting Room Floor, which is all the fun stuff from the episodes that doesn't quite make it in, but is maybe still worth listening to. I still so think
3: if, if you enjoy the show, the Cutting Room Floor stuff is usually going to at least make you giggle. <laughs>
1: mm. Yeah, it's a nice sort of like put it on in the background and you'll catch something silly at some point or another. Um, and we also have a very special episode format today. Oh yeah! We are starting with a tip. What it's it?
0: News on the fire!
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is
2: <laughs> this is the hottest of news. Um, very it's hot, like when your teacher is handing out. Uh, Xerox copies of a test and it's still warm. It's that level of fresh. <laughs> um, so when this episode comes out, Nefa will have just launched their campaign for size freedom, which <gasps> is in partnership with Dove and Flare. Ooh, wow. That's This awesome is very travel. exciting. This is and this has been deal. the making for a while, right? Yes. It is super exciting. It is. Um, you can go to nefa.org size freedom to see our statement and sign a petition to show your support for the campaign for size freedom. Um, This is super exciting. We're launching this now because there are four states, New York, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Vermont, and New York City have pending legislation that would prohibit discrimination based on height and weight and any kind of combinations of those two. Um, And a week from today, when this episode releases, there will be a rally in New York City at City Hall. Mm. So February 28th, 9 a.m. Eastern, the Steps of City Hall, you can join in uh, a rally in support of Initiative 0209, which would ban height and weight discrimination based in New York City. Um, awesome. And so this is like job discrimination, um, housing discrimination, public accommodations. Mm-hmm. New York listeners, show up. This is super important. Can we, rent a seg-
3: can we rent an iPad on a Segway to go there in person? <laughs>
2: I mean, so there is like a... Vi- I, there was a point when we were like okay this is like when we had the final kind of like schedule i was like i want to go to new york and i realized i like i don't have a jacket i don't have a lot of pants <laughs> um so like i don't know there's a 30 percent chance that i will be there in person um Ooh. i haven't completely given up yet but i have made peace with like oh, this is actually a lot of work um, <laughs> anyway new york listeners be there be not square be hip yeah be round um, 9 a.m step to city hall look for the actually new york city hall has like a special rally on the third living. day at morin look to the east <laughs> <laughs> look look for a- the fat people
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can't miss them people you can't miss them
3: um it's very exciting I can't thinking like i i hope there's like a uh i hope there's like a press brigade ready to like Catch the news coverage of this. I want to see. Um, Funny you should I, say.
2: There may be mm-hmm. uh, coverage of this. I will say it. Yes, I yes. W- once again, we're we're in the past. Y'all are in the future. <laughs> um, <laughs> awesome. I will be updating about this. Um, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's very exciting. Stay tuned. Sign the petition and uh, join the fight for yeah size freedom.
1: Hell yeah! Nafa Dove and Flair doing cool cool stuff. Yes all right uh is it time it's time it's time
2: we're all dancing <laughs> this is a no one will ever know. an audio media, <laughs> but we all really <laughs> dance to this music
3: we actually do yeah as yeah. we
2: lead you into pop culture starting off this week with uh, a piece from jezebel Talking uh, about to Remy Bader, talking about her conflicting expectations around body positivity and how they affected her eating disorder.
0: Oh, I really love this article. Um, it's sort of you know, you're a fat person out there living your life. And all of a sudden, because you're not in a hole somewhere that you're actually in public <laughs> you're like, you must be in, you must be a body positivist and you must yeah. be crusading out there. And wait a minute, you're doing something I disapprove of. Oh, bad body positivist. And, and she's just like, can, can you leave me the fuck alone? I'm just existing here. I'm just being fat at the same time I'm breathing. Can you leave the fuck alone?
1: It goes back to that classic line of the podcast, which is that other people don't get a right to comment on your body. And that includes what they might perceive to be positive comments. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. if she's out in the world, just trying to do her best and she's a human being um, having people. And this is kind of what Lizzo dealt with towards the end of 2020 as well, Mm -hmm. where people had her kind of on this pedestal as like the icon of, you know, body positivity and she had to kind of step away. And that's why we changed it from Lizzo watch to fat watch was that putting that pressure on somebody who is trying to do some good, but doesn't is not beholden to anybody and shouldn't be expected to, to, to you know, to be this icon all mm-hmm. the time. Um, it can go both ways, and that's what uh, Remy is talking about um, as a plus size model and influencer. Um, it's not necessarily like she didn't really sign up for that. She's a yeah. model. She's mm-hmm. going to be modeling. She's not trying to necessarily always. And it comes up when, she, for instance, if she says anything along the lines of, yeah, I'm, I'm maybe not doing so great this week. Like I'm struggling a little bit or, you know, I'm not in the happiest place right now. Hey, people.
0: that's not positive. That's not body positivity. You're being not positive and
1: all that right. crap. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they hold you to that expectation. Like you've got to be our champion. You've got to be perfect all the time, always.
0: Or, or the reverse of that, where she talks about, you know, she's wearing... She's wearing a piece of clothing that's revealing. And then like the comments are like, wow, that's amazing that you're wearing. How brave. How brave. How brave. Yeah. I think they, 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 I think they might have refrained from how brave, but it's still that commentary of like, wow, if only I could, if I only, I had the confidence to wear that.
3: You know, this reminds
0: me of, there was a a
3: stand-up comic I saw with MS that talked about going to a very special summer camp where all of the counselors were fully, uh, were Uh, mainstream abled people who had a a very strong tendency to tell the campers you're so brave you're so brave for whatever they did Mm. right Mm. no matter what it was no matter how simple they were always praying that you're so good how good for you and uh it just made them feel sort of belittled yeah you know like
1: yeah it sort of undercuts what you're actually trying to do with that kind of an interaction it's sort of just it's like disingenuous or like has an, a motive beyond what you're actually it, trying to it convey. It feels
0: patronizing, even if it's not meant to be. Well, I I, th- I think it's because it's that surprise that you are doing a normal thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Wow. I didn't think you could be normal. <laughs> I think
2: fat <laughs> us, you know, speaking to the, the fat listeners, <laughs> we need to start telling thin people they're brave for wearing yes, the
0: outfits. Oh, yeah. Because it would be so <laughs> insulting, wouldn't it? Yeah. If you go up to like a hot model guy and go like wow, it's really brave of you to wear that. That was an old joke (laughs) in the
3: 1950s, like literally like housewives walking through like, oh, what a house frock. You're so brave for wearing that in public. Yeah, exactly. It's the backhanded compliment that's been around for over
0: 100 years, you know?
1: Oh, backhanded compliments are the best, though. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. be so shady.
0: (laughs) 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 Wow. I never would have expected that of you, Michael. That's
1: so great. Most (laughs) people would have avoided that shade, but you really pull it off. (laughs) So anyway, cut cut Remy uh some slack. Maybe uh I don't know, maybe cut don't everyone hang. some slack and just yeah. I
2: think just I don't know, realize that don't. people are <laughs> human beings. Yeah. And we're a I world that needs some slack right now. <laughs> um I think also just like we're starting to have more, I don't know, fat people in the mainstream getting normal like appearances and coverage. And I think we just need to realize that no one is a pillar, a yeah. monolith. Like, just, I don't know. And just hopefully there's more fat people so uh, we can all
1: carry the, the figurative weight, so to speak. So what I'm hearing is that we need to make more fat people. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, there's plenty of fat people. <laughs> I think Speaking we just need to, which- like— Oh There's yeah, plenty of that. That's our a very main, good segue. It's one of our Dan. main
0: resources in the
3: U.S. Yeah, very good segue. Speaking
1: of um, which,
0: yeah, oh, go ahead, Michael.
1: Nintendo has stepped in it once again. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if they stepped in it before, but I'm assuming they have. That's an assumption on my yeah. part. I mean, I think they it's, have Nintendo and Universal. It's universal. And
3: universal. I don't. I don't know if I
1: blame Univer- uh, Nintendo, no, for this Nintendo. Nintendo this No, it's not Nintendo. This is Universal Studios. Studios
3: yeah.
0: Or in Universal, yeah. we're talking about the amusement park and we're talking about the big Mario Kart ride at Universal that apparently you cannot fit in if you have a waist measurement of greater circumference than 40 inches. Oh, Jesus.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I, uh, a listener actually shared about this before it was like getting more press coverage. So thank you to that listener. But I was thinking about, I'm like, okay, so like if Mario were a real person
1: <laughs> I think I his this. waist
2: would probably like prob- I'd,
1: close to forty inches. He's no, no been, above, above. He's no, well, well. No. He has been thinified over the years. Uh, they, Mario, yeah, they have Mario def- did def- used to be chubby, sort of proportions. Well, yes. see, he couldn't uh, fit in
0: that damn cart, could he? <laughs>
3: But okay. no, literally, that was how you were able to see him with the old way they had to animate these things. If he wasn't yeah. chubby, you wouldn't have recognized him as human. By
2: but far. okay, so Mario, let's say he has, you know, he's slimmed down to a 38-inch waist. That mm. means, like, Wario, Donkey Kong, Bowser, Yoshi cannot Although fit in these yeah. carts.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Which I'm sure was their main concern when they designed the ride, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So basically, the, it, it's considered that the average waistline in the United States where this park is located is about 40 inches, mm-hmm. which means that there's a whole lot of people that aren't even skewing that far outside the average who are not going to be able to ride this ride. You yeah. know, it's, it's um, just
0: it's just the other half of the bell curve. Like, it's gone. right.
1: 50, 50 <laughs> yeah. percent. Um, and it's being commented on because people who are. Typically used to being able to fit on most rides that they ride, not even that far into the plus size of things are not able to fit on this ride. Um, I think a women a forty inch waist they said is a U.S. women's size twenty. Um, that's kind of the sizing that we're is that right? we're talking about. That's what it, it's what it says in the article. I do not personally know that conversion, mm-hmm. but that's what it had said. So apparently, uh, Universal Parks and Resorts did respond. Uh, To this sort of backlash because this is a brand new section of their park just opened Um, and they say we are always listening to our guests and seek to balance their needs against our strong focus on the safety of our attractions. Mm. We have a company wide task force actively working with this community to make changes that can help them safely increase access to our experiences, which to me sounds kind of bullshit. I mean, like, (laughs) it it totally like safety. That's what you're going to tout. That's
3: PR thing. Every time it's a weight thing, it's always safety. Yeah, it's always safety. Wait, people make everything so unsafe.
2: (laughs) I, but I would say it would be different if it was a roller coaster. This is a dark ride. Yeah. And the speed is simulated through like motion graphics and like wind and stuff. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. is. And
3: universal does not have a great track record with these things. Like, Uh, Maybe I'm a little spoiled because I'm here in uh, Los Angeles where we're close to Disneyland, which, as we've talked about on the show, has a great track record for being able to fit people in the damn Mm -hmm. seats. Right. Mm -hmm. They're great about it. Universal, like the ride I want to go on most is the Hogwarts ride. Right. Yeah. And I was specifically peeled out of that line and Mm. thrown into a chair before I could get to the front of the line. Um, and which is
1: usually right next to the line where everybody's yeah. watching you kind of like try yeah. and negotiate whether or And what
3: annoyed not me was I fit, fit in the one out front, right. But,
0: but the one inside, for some reason I didn't fit in. Well, that
1: surprises That's, me because yeah.
0: usually, usually the one out front, and this is according to the article, the one out front is heinously undersized. Uh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So to try and head off to try to head off. Any, uh, yeah. I think it's just inconsistent is the main takeaway that, sure. that, that test, Uh, seat is not going to actually replicate what you're going to experience on the ride itself.
3: I mean, my suggestion is like one thing I would love would be for like all the fat people in the world who would like to go to universal studios to write them and say, I would love to go to your park and enjoy your rides, but you will not accommodate my size. I I am a customer that you are missing out on just to let you know. The only
2: thing I can think is, so this is, you know, Nintendo land at universal. It opened at Universal Studios Japan before Florida or California. Oh, there you go. And I think these. Oh, they rides, just took
3: it over one for one? Yeah. That's my theory. Oh. Hmm.
2: Yeah. But that
1: is genius. That's genius. Well, it is consistent. I'll throw this out there. It is consistent across their design language at the Universal. Like the 40 inches mm-hmm. is, a, is a reoccurring. Uh, is a recurring theme amongst their designs for other kinds of rides. Uh, This is not the first one like that. True. So it seems to be an internal uh, metric that they use for a lot of their rides. Um, So do better, Universal. You know that you can. You acknowledged it. Let's see if they actually follow up on that. Fat people are movie fans, too. But in the meantime, we have a very special... I feel like there should be like a rewind sound effect for... Uh Fat Watch, back in time. Back in time. Because uh, the eagle could be
2: like a dinosaur across
0: the ages.
2: <laughs> I think Fat Watch would be a fun ride at the Big Fat Gay theme park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, peering
0: down from the eagle's nest, yeah.
2: See, and during certain times of year, it's Fat Watch rewind where it goes backwards. <laughs> uh, Trevor, where did you unearth this? Okay, so I found this. Our rewind today. Is the website of New York Girth and Mirth from, I think it's AOL.
1: Yeah, it's an AOL uh, group page from um, 1999.
2: Wow. It is so, I think it's actually 2001 is when it was captured from oh, okay. the website. So I used the internet Wayback machine. I was just doing research on um, big gay men's organization and then like Girth and Mirth. I was like looking back. To see, like, okay, okay, when were things changing over? What was like
1: just, and I found these websites and I just kind of fell down a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> So, for the uninitiated, what is Girth and Mirth? This is how they started, but what are they for anyone who doesn't
0: know? Well, have it, it actually goes back before this. Uh, again, this is history that I've lived. Uh, this is Girth and Mirth New York's website, and they started back in, I think, 78. Uh,
1: well,
0: yeah, but, and, but the, they're not the first girth and mirth. There were other ones around the country. This is just when New York got on board and New York mm-hmm. being a major metropolitan area had a lot of members and they eventually ramped up and got into the tech, tech- technological age and put things on computer. Uh, out of the girth and mirth clubs came the first convergences. Mm-hmm. Uh, these were the the uh, the events, the weekend long events over Labor Day weekend. Uh, the first one was in Seattle in 1986, I think. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. which and, had yeah. 124 registered attendees, which is like, they were so like impressed with at the time. And I am I was thinking like, oh my God, if there were ever only 124 people registered for a <laughs> convergence, that would be like, they would cancel it. The
0: thing is all all organizations really, they, everything starts small, right? And so the first convergence was only barely over a hundred. Uh, a lot of stuff in the gainer community has grown to a hundred and is, mm-hmm. you know, on ongoingly growing. Uh, so it's that that's kind of how these things work. And you shouldn't be put off when things start small. Cause that's where things.
2: No, I'm, but I'm saying that's like, just because, you know, bigger Vegas, oh, you know, was has over like 900 something. Oh, more, no, 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 more like 1600. Um, this
1: past one. Yeah. was, yeah. I think 17 something. Yeah. Okay. Um, Record breaking.
2: But like, so I was just, I thought it was amazing to look at. And like, that's why I wanted to share this for like people in the community to see like, is, where, it st- where these events started and yeah.
1: seeing, I don't know, I love seeing the old websites and that's pretty I, awesome. I particularly liked at the end, it's sort of a short account of the history of the organization and its connection with other events like convergence Mm -hmm. and at the end they talk about and you know we entered the computer age yes they were looking into the future of cyberspace yes and maybe in the year 2025 which is coming up they'll be called chubs in space Space, yes (laughs) um so yeah so a cute little cute little fat watch for this week a little look back takes me time yes Um,
2: i please go to the website and check it out i don't know it warms my heart to see and i think the our you know our youth listeners need to appreciate how far things have come Hmm. i mean there's in you know la now we have two monthly fat bar nights there's fat Slot and uh club chub Chub. club chub that's i mean that's huge both great names mm -hmm. (laughs) and i think that's actually a good way to segue into our main topic indeed yeah which is starting
1: with a mailbag So we have a listener who wrote in, hey, big fat gay podcast crew, just wanted to say a big fat gay thanks to you guys for helping us chubs stay proud and feel like we are part of something that's extra hard for chubs out here in Australia, as there are far fewer of us. I have a question for you guys. I recently got kicked out of a Facebook group called Bears, Cubs, Chubs, Otters and Daddies Oh My, after I posted a pic of myself saying hi and shouting out to the other smooth chubs. It got me thinking, as hairy bodies and dad bods are becoming more mainstream and desirable, are bears and their spaces becoming less inclusive for chubs? I know there's some toxic toxic masculinity in there as well. Do we chubs need to start carving off from the bears uh, in order to make safe spaces again? Or do we need to try to educate the bears? It's kind of frustrating because I think they think they're inclusive and into diversity, but but only so long as you aren't fat, super fat, you know? Lots of love from Oz.
2: I have so uh, much to say. So yeah. Much oh to boy. Say. I think also, this is um, a thank you. First of yes, all, yes. Really, yeah.
1: really great question.
2: Um, uh, I, I first I want to say I I think, uh, the statement of the bear community being inclusive is, uh, <laughs> I think it varies a lot, and I think especially uh more marginalized people, especially like you know my my friends who are people of color have a lot to say about the bear community and just kind of, um, the problems. With it and how it is kind of, I think there's been a lot of progress. I think there's a lot to that needs to still be done, and I think there are, you know, I say there's progress, and I'm sure people disagree with me, and I, I think it's a whole mess.
0: You know, it's it's funny that the 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 listener writes in about you know, do we need to split off Chub Chaser from Bear, and it's like. In America, they were always split off. They were never the same thing in America. But yes, in Australia and everywhere else in the world, they were they were like smushed together, or at least from mm-hmm. my point of view, smushed together. In the in the United States, they were always distinct. Quite frankly, for this very reason, they are different cultures. They're different aesthetics. They're different values. They're different experiences of life. Ah, uh, to be a bear and to be a chub, not it's not the same kind of thing. I think that's more for people than the no. I think
3: like when you're trying to find your way into this world, if you're a chubby guy, you may find yourself into the world of
0: bears before well, you find well, the chubby world. exactly. and, and that's side. because and that's because you know? bear is better marketing. Than fat mm. or chub. And so you're like, and so just that's what you get exposed to because people will say, Oh, I mean, I can't tell you the number of times that I've been introduced when I do a seminar. I've been introduced as like, and here from the bear community is Dan. Mm. And like, I have nothing to do with the bear community, but you think because I like fat guys, I'm in the bear community.
2: It's a huge confusion. Well, and it's because, you know, like Dan said, it's it's a better brand. It is not uncomfortable to talk about as I think especially as like at this point bear is very much in the mainstream yeah and chub chaser is not really and I think it is you know I can understand why a 19 year old or something but or you know even just like I don't know a 35 year old when talking about you know sexuality and stuff with their peers or co-workers or whatever would want to be like oh yeah I like bears end of you know <laughs> period and then yep um, you know, Sandra from HR is like, oh, like, like John Goodman. Oh, yeah, he's a a real slice of marble cake. <laughs> I had, I don't know, I was trying to think of a food, and I had marble cake. Last night. <laughs> um, but it's just like I get it, but it's also just I don't know, f- frustrate. Like, I, I, I totally get it, and I actually had, you know, when I was in college. Uh, I was di- taking a gay studies class, and I wanted to write a paper about, uh, you know, the the chub chaser world and everything. And there, I didn't have enough stuff to work on, and you know, I had enough books because people had written about the bear community, so I did that. And my teacher was like, "Oh, I I see you're a bear," and I was like, "Oh God, what? Yeah, yes, fine." <laughs> and then, <laughs> um you know any time anything with bears came up in class she'd be like we have a bear in the class oh god oh, oh no. wow <laughs> oh, oh boy oh no yeah um so i think it's just so hard and i think it's i'm i'm so sorry
1: for our listener that they yeah experienced this I was going to say, I feel like I, I want to just acknowledge how shitty it was that the admins thought that this was like grounds to kick somebody out of the group and make them feel like they didn't belong. And I I feel like good riddance, like, <laughs> I mean, it sucks to happen this way, but fuck them. Like the, like the smooth chubs of the world unite, like have your own group.
3: I don't know. I, I feel like I, I don't feel like good riddance. I feel like that was my space.
1: There was something
2: else that kind of. Happened around this time that I think ties to this. Um, And our listeners may or may not be familiar with it. Um, It was a tweet that kind of went viral and then spread around about twink death. It was like Um, hashtag twink death. Yeah. So the original um, tweet was from Twitter user Levi at the Northmans. uh, And he said, twink death is a terrifying thing. And he posted a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio, like when he was modeling And then a picture like
1: 19 years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio in um, Don't Look Up. Up. Playing a character in Don't Look Up who is meant to look sort of Midwestern frumpy dad bod. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And the comparison, of course, is striking because he's quite a bit older. He looks very different. He's scruffy and sort of put on a little bit of weight. Whether it's for the role or in real life, it doesn't really matter. It's the comparison of a young, thin, hot person and an older, hot person. (laughs) And they happen to be the same person. And the
2: disparagement of that. It's called the passage of time. (laughs) I mean, that should be like have been the start end of that. It's like, yes, people look different after, you know, 20 plus years. Yeah, I think this is why there's always the question of why does the gay community have so
1: many labels? I think that part of it is it's the labels thing, but it's how do you create your identity? Mm-hmm. And and when people feel like their identity is being you know threatened or attacked or their space that they've created, that their identity is based around is, is being altered in some way that they aren't comfortable with because they don't identify with, for instance, the smooth job who just introduced himself. Then they get very defensive because it's an assault on who they are. And that's not who you are. It's just a fucking label. Like, it's just a label. You are you. Bravo. And so if you just accept the fact that the label is simply a a useful tool for communicating and nothing more, it's not your identity. Mm -hmm. And then you can start having good interactions with people who don't perfectly fit your label. Because there are, by the way, a lot of people who don't fit either Chubb or Bear, traditionally Mm -hmm. speaking. They oh, kind yeah. of are in the middle. They somewhere or they don't know, or they don't maybe they look more chub, but they identify more with the people who are in the bear world. And so like, why do we have to make this the whole identity? Like, can't we get away from that and then have fewer of these negative experiences?
3: I, I feel like the hierarchy in gay society plays into this too. Where it's like, as long as you you feel above one of the other clicks, mm-hmm. then you're better, right? <clears throat> so tying this into twink death, mm-hmm. uh, twink death as just being a function of age, which means all twinks will eventually age out of twinkdom and move into another hierarchy group, right? And the mm-hmm. ones that find themselves moving into the bear group, I feel like they, they don't want to be associated with chubby guys because chubby guys are so far removed from the twink subsection they once were. And now to be considered in the same group with them is offensive or difficult for them to stomach with their own identity. And so I feel like letting yourself be pushed out of those groups by Twinkie guys moving in. And, and this is all my bullshit <laughs> coming to the surface, too, I'll admit. I, I feel like I don't want to be pushed out of my own spaces. Trevor? Well, I think
2: what's interesting about the Twink death thing is so it spiraled out. And then in, you know, with I saw a lot of bears and gainers posting like before and afters, like, I killed that twink. And I mean, I don't want to be mean, a twink. meaning
0: their former identity.
2: Yeah. Cause they used to be twinks and now they're bears or, you know, just fat and happy. And I think that's great. But at the same time, I think like, I don't want to be a twink defender, but the, the malignment of twink as an identity, like, you know, the, how people started saying, Oh, I'm not a twink. I'm a twunk. Because I don't I think there's some guys who don't age out of twink. I think there are some guys who are kind of like I don't know, Peter
1: Pan, where they are just forever (laughs) youthful.
0: They're they're boyish into their 50s. Yeah.
1: And Toby McGuire, I feel like, is just always gonna have that like boyish
2: I'm gonna
3: go with Martin Short at eighty two. Maybe so. Maybe
0: so.
2: Um I think there is like Something kind of tragic about hating who you were. And I think it's okay because it's like, I don't know, have some tenderness for your past self. I I think it's bigger than that because it's when you,
0: what you're saying is, is completely right, but it's not just their past self because their past self is someone else's current self. Mm-hmm. And you're shitting on yeah. them, and you're telling them that it's not. Yeah. And, that's, yes. and and that's why I'm. Yes. that's why I don't like Twink death because it's so obviously negative and almost yeah. dancing on the grave. You're
3: literally telling an entire group of people, "I am better now because I'm less like you."
0: Exactly, and you know we were, we heard that before. So I, I what what I have seen, and I really like this is I have seen some. Uh, I think this in the gainers and some of the, and some of the chubs, they've altered the hashtag from twink death to twink evolution or, hmm, twi- hmm. <laughs> so, it, or, tw- or, um, twink rebirth, like something oh, a little, a little more positive or a little more like that, that. I get it. There's another stage or there's another section of my life, mm-hmm. uh, which goes along with the physical appearance. And I think, and that I can get on board with. This
3: is tangential to this, but I feel like I have to bring it up, though. I will say that I have been in multiple environments with twinky, in-demand, young, hot gay guys that were wildly unfriendly to me while they were in that state. And then when they got older— started gaining weight and started losing a lot of that attention. They just assumed a friendship with me that never existed.
1: Beforehand. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's you know? and really shitty. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I was just like, like I hated their guts and they just assumed we were friends, but I would submit yeah. that that had nothing to do with their physical attributes. They were just shitty people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because oh, believe and, me, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, I, I don't think it's that they, you know, they lost their looks and now they'll, now they'll deign to be friends with you. I just think, Maybe they grew up a little and stopped being so shitty.
2: <laughs> I think this is like the bigger thing people say about like, you know, their experiences with the Bayer community of a community that is supposed to represent the people who have been rejected. Then coming in and rejecting people for not fitting the standard that was made in response to a standard. Yeah.
0: Well, that happens constantly and and consistently, I, I challenge you to find a label that has stayed the same and welcomes all comers at all points in their time. It, it is inherently about creating a space for people and then being upset when people that you don't think should be in that space come into that space. Now, I think this is a little different. I, I think that we're looking
3: at a group like we're in a time now where out is in. Right. Like all the losers are now the cool people. The nerds are the ones uh, the nerds and geeks are the ones choosing popular culture,
0: Mm -hmm. you know.
3: And so like the popular people find themselves going like, well, I guess bear culture's in. So I I guess now I'm a bear. Mm -hmm. And suddenly the culture that they've always Mm -hmm. had, which is excluding everyone else, is now in an environment where that's not okay. but they're still doing it because that's all they know.
1: Well, I feel it all boils down to people not dealing with their shit. Thank you. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't deal with your shit, you're gonna spew it on other people. Yep. Like if you haven't dealt with the fact that you either were the person in a you know in a popular group making other people feel like outcasts, or and then you joined the bears. Or you were the one being excluded and now you haven't dealt with the fact that you didn't like that. And so you want to carve out a space where you get to do that (sighs) you get to exclude people. Deal with your shit, people. Like, obviously, that's like a big ass. It's never really. But it's also
3: also up to the rest of us not to swallow their shit when they spew it out. And that doesn't just mean directed at you. You know, have some solidarity with the community that you have built. If you see someone else being pushed out for reasons that you think are stupid, it's not someone else's problem. It is your problem. You are part of that society. Stand by your stand by your person. Stand by your peeps. If
1: any other listeners were in that Facebook group, I wonder if there's something that could be said to those admins. I don't know. I don't, Justi- know. I don't know what the overlap is, but. Justice for smooth chubs. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I- there's an interesting side note here, which is from Out Magazine, which I think was published in response to the whole Twink Death. Mm-hmm. Twint, oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, which is that, hey, everybody, just a reminder Twinks have to be gay. Yes. That's inherent to the descriptor of Twink. And so when you have DiCaprio or Timothy Chalamet or Tom Holland who are in this kind of Twink. And Timothy Chalamet
3: category. is almost inseparable from the title Twink. He's yeah. become the poster child for Twink. Twink is a gay thing. If you're well, calling someone else a Twink, you are imposing a culture on them.
2: I think it is okay to use people in, like, you know, pop culture as a reference point to describe what a Twink is. Because unless yes, visually, you, yes, yes, like, yes. and I think that can be,
3: I'm even a little bit okay with a straight person self identifying themselves as being kind of twinky,
2: you know, because you are, claiming oh, I, for, I don't know. I am for I'm some reason okay that just that. made me mad. Well,
0: but, all right, <laughs> but hold on. Would you have the same, would you have the same opinion if, you know, a straight guy referring to, let's say his girlfriend is like, oh, she's such a drama queen, which is absolutely comes from the gay community what would you I've have heard a that with? a lot yeah would you have a problem yeah. with that
1: no I wouldn't I
2: wouldn't but I feel like it's different I think it's also like so the the counterpoint to the like you know twinks have to be gay thing is I have heard a lot of like you know straight women be like I want a bear like why where yep. are all the straight bears it's like mm-hmm. they're having sex with the gay bears I don't
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm so sorry please
0: take a
2: number <laughs> I like
3: and I don't think that's I know more than a few straight bears who I think have just accepted that women are they're going to be last on women's lists. And it breaks my heart because some of these guys are the best quality guys. If they were gay, I would have gone for these guys in a heartbeat Yeah, because they are just good men. You know,
1: I feel like out is just doing the same thing that the admins of the bear chub group did to our smooth chub. Like they're just saying you don't. You know, you know, y'all don't belong here. It's just for the gays. Or
0: you don't get to use that term. Yeah.
1: You don't, don't get to use feel that like term. That
3: because, no, I feel like they're actually protecting the people that are being labeled that way. Because, like, Timothy Chalamet isn't running out and saying, I'm a twink. It's mainstream culture pointing the finger and saying, you, you, Mr. Chalamet, are a twink. <laughs> and that's something he can't control. So I, I don't feel that way. That's
1: you know? that. I think that's a valid take. That is not what Out is saying. Just kind of, like, reading... Through how they've written this article, they're talking about protecting their culture. Yeah, it's territory.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay. That's um, it's. They're well, marking I, their territory. i coming to the
1: same conclusion from a different direction? Yeah,
0: but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I understand that wanting to protect your your territory as an older gay man, you know, it would upset me when you know too many straight women would come in the gay bar because it's like it's it it mm. just changes
2: well, it changes our space. I think there is also something to like. This is kind of like the whole thing with like, you know, D&D and the nerds, when something that has been historically maligned gets co-opted by the mainstream. Oh, you mean like and body positivity? it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, t- oh my God, Timothy Chalamet, he's a dreamboat, ever, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then twinks in high school who are just trying to survive have been maligned and bullied and shut out. Like, it's just icky. Oh, so
0: if I may expand on that, does that mean then that, you know, we're using twink in a positive manner because it's applying to applied to a straight person or a person who we're not talking about their gayness, their queerness? But if it does apply to queerness, then it's an insult. Like, oh, I would never be a twink. I'm a twunk or I'm a bear or I'm a something else. Oh, that's interesting. That
1: is interesting. That does feel like it. That's, Although that's kind it's of it.
3: it's difficult necessarily to make that because we're talking about mainstream culture and mm-hmm. I don't know if, if
0: mainstream are. culture yeah. knows what a twink is, yeah. you know? So. Well, not, it doesn't have to be twink twunk, but it does have but to be. But you know what I mean. Ask, I mean? It's like, no, but this idea that that twink has a lot of baggage in the gay community and I don't mm-hmm. think it does in the straight community and they're free to use it that way. Mm-hmm. That's true. The other thing Makes I think. would say is, is interesting is that, you know, a lot of when I, talk about terminology especially with chubs chasers gainers fat admirers a lot of the terminology is duplicated because there was such an impenetrable barrier between the gay side and the straight side so that's why you have chasers and fat admirers it's why you have yeah. chubs and mm-hmm. bbws it's why you have chubs and uh bbhs big or b what is it big Mm -hmm. big handsome man. Like there's this division. It's why you have feeders and encouragers there. It's such a massive division because the two communities never ever talk to each other. So they invented their own terms independently of each other. And now they've been brought more together and where street people are saying twink and are saying bear. And it's, there's a much bigger confluence.
1: I feel like the most fascinating illustration of that division That's also very relevant to our show is that I think the number one search term, Mm. Trevor correct me if I'm wrong here, for finding our website, yes, like if somebody goes to Google to find our podcast is gay BBW. Or gay SSBBW. (laughs) Or gay SSBBW because they don't know the term chubs.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I think it all comes down to is we just all got to come together. And have some have some cocoa right now,
1: and just over me.
2: Uh, and I don't know. Ju- hashtag Justice for Smooth Chubs. Post that in the the group, the Facebook group with whose name is too long. hashtag
1: Smooth Chub Justice. Yes.
0: Ooh, I like that. That's better. Yes. Smooth okay. Chub Justice, and possibly an episode title.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know that we've solved the listener's question per se, but hopefully, we've provided at least some solidarity. Yeah. We support you, and. They were shitty to you, and that sucks, and we're sorry about that. Yeah. Um, but to cheer everybody up, Don has a very special bit today that we've been pre-warned about. <laughs>
3: Yay! Well, like I said, I've been sick for a while. I didn't have time to do a ton of research. So what we're going to do today is I I believe that all of us are sort of in agreement that like the word classification that we use of like bear and wolf and otter can be a little weird, You know, it's not always a good thing. It's not always, I mean, it's not certainly a terrible thing, but it's not always a great thing. Um, But uh, I thought maybe we would just dive into this because there, it seems so unfair that there are so many animals that are so well represented in the gay community.
2: (laughs) Oh boy. And there are
3: other animals that are just completely ignored. It's not Uh right. So here are some animals (laughs) that as far as my research has shown, I have not been able to find a gay meaning for these words. Okay. And I think we should figure out what gay men these words encompass. Oh, I love you this. Create some new labels. Right. Ooh, I boy. have come <laughs> up. I have come up with a suggestion for each of these that I think is appropriate. But I want to open it up to the floor first. Gentlemen of the Big Fat gay podcast, who is a
0: goose? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I think I know. Uh-
1: Goose. I think I got Sam. Who do you think a goose is? So, a goose. Oh, I have an idea. A
0: goose. This this is what comes to mind. That (laughs) slightly drunk, thin guy, thin white guy at the bar who's like, you know, I just wanted to tell you one thing that if she ever did that to me again, oh, she is going.
1: That's a goose. The gay version of the drunk white girl.
3: (laughs) Okay. Drunk version of the gay white girl. I got it. So,
1: gay. Drunk white girl.
2: I, I agree with that, but it is also that person you know kind of drunk messy but who's also then like really inappropriately handsy
1: <laughs> can i give a final addition to this yes because the one that where my brain went i don't know why but british
0: oh oh, oh. i can
3: that accept to me that can accept
1: that and i think these can all come together these yes. can all be the same person I,
3: it's really interesting because the, the definition i came up with someone easily angered by the tiniest slight overly dramatic the gay karen
0: oh so like we all, right. all kind of oh. come together yeah, that's that's hmm. similar See, we it all come together. Well, now it's we know why the animal metaphors are so useful. <laughs> all right. Our next one on the list, the mongoose. Ooh. Who among oh. us is the mongoose? Like I said, I have
3: I have a suggestion, but I want to throw it out to the floor. Dan, we have Dan
0: sounding off first again. Uh, the mongoose is the strong, silent type guy in the bar, uh, usually, usually beefier, and he hasn't got much to say. But if you... Cross one of his friends, he will be in your face so fast.
3: Yeah, oh, I yeah, like that. I can see
1: that. I, like uh, that. I like silent. I
2: saw that, Trevor. I so I don't. know. I kind of feel like the opposite, where it is the um. There's a specific person I'm thinking of. Um,
1: <laughs> very. Oh, oh, I see where you're going. Argument- see, yep. Like, yep, short, yep, this is argumentative, like, Short, argumentative, hairy, oh. like, and. And unflappable. It doesn't matter what you say to them, they will always still be arguing back. Yes. That venom can't kill them. Like the debate me. It only makes them (laughs) stronger.
3: (laughs) This is interesting because Trevor and Michael's overlaps with mine. Mine was a gay crusader obsessed with politics, civil righteousness, Mm -hmm. and the greater good, maybe even more than is really healthy for them.
1: I I was on board with Dan's description. I saw that. And then as soon as Trevor flipped it, I was like, Mm -hmm. no, that I... That, yeah, that I me, think like, I got to
0: go with Trevor I, I, I don't think yeah. you're doing justice to the mongoose here no. <laughs> <laughs> not,
1: not, not. the mongoose well the thing is when they're fighting the snake they're the they're like you know they're, they're slow they're still they're silent they're watching right yep. and then they'll react but I think in terms of personality I see the argument oh, well also I see
0: the mongoose as the good guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, th- but what you're mm. describing doesn't sound like the good guy.
1: Yeah, what Trevor and I are describing <laughs> no, is yeah. not the good I don't, guy.
3: I think they could be. They could be. They have good, the good intentions, but they might not come out the right side. <laughs> you
0: say so. All
1: right. Dan, you're assuming the snake is the bad guy. That's mm-hmm. snake oh, Well, I
0: just know Our that next... I'm never going to get attacked by a mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: Our last one. I, I like my definition for this one. I, th- I think this is a hard one, guys. Okay. You tell me. Who is the cobra? Oh.
2: Hmm. hmm. Ooh. All right. We got Trevor um, stepping up to the plate. A, so I imagine a Cobra is like the tall muscular guy at the bar who like is really intense. And then you kind of like, imagine like you're dancing with them or something, but like, you're like, Oh, okay. This is like, he's kind of weird. Like the, the vibes aren't right, but you're kind of like cornered and kind of like, <laughs> trapped I like in this. this, like, yeah. Like, I'm thinking of this guy that I was at a bar in New York and he like pulled me into dance with him. And then I was like, oh, like, this is not. And I was like, trying to leave when he did it. So it was like this nice thing. I was like, oh, like, I danced a little bit. And I'm like, okay, thank you. But I'm like, I'm trying to leave. And he kept pulling me back. <laughs> yeah. And
1: it was just this really uncomfortable, yeah. like, have you ever seen anybody with Coke eyes? Like, the eyes where you, they look I actually like they don't just don't know if I'd recognize it. it. They would like, you can see, like, it's kind of crazy eyes, but like yeah. very specific, intense. It's mm-hmm. like overly intense given the context of the discussion oh, sure. or the circumstance to me. And they're, they're no blinking. It's just yes. very intense, very laser focused, kind of past your face. That to me is the like the cobras, like the coke eyes. They're just like so intense on you.
3: This is really interesting. The two of you went in very different directions than I did for this one. My definition was very straight acting guys that go full fabulous under the right circumstance oh, or tra- triggering events.
1: Okay. Because they shed their skin.
3: Yeah. They, well, they, the they reveal who the, they like, are. The oh, the hood. Yeah. yeah the, the hood expands yeah. when they get excited. So I like that. I like the idea of someone who reveals their fabulousness.
1: I like Trevor's because if you think about, like, what would be the best way to mitigate the situation he got stuck in with the Cobra mm-hmm. is, like, you got to go with them. You got to be like the snake charmer. <laughs> you got to hypnotize them. <laughs> you got to, like, slowly hypnotize them down again and, like, engage with them. Because if you try to en- disengage, they'll bite you. You know, that's when you get bitten. Mm-hmm. That's so. that's just
0: that's called a drunk person, please.
1: Yeah, basically. Do you guys yeah.
3: want to hear about some of the stranger names I heard I discovered while doing research for this? I
0: was going to suggest Ocelot, but I don't know if you came up with that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just, here's just some weird ones I've never heard of before. Donald A. Donald's Duck is a homosexual male who's dishonorably discharged from the Navy. Oh. Oh because of the sailor okay. suit. Uh, a dolphin. Oh. I've heard of it. Is a slender athletic hairless bear. Uh,
0: are they a bear
1: okay (laughs) that's
3: (laughs) what it says a bear whatever (laughs) so trevor
1: if a listener had an idea of what could make for the good straight acting gay guy who becomes fabulous animal uh where would they tell us that well we're on instagram and
2: twitter as at big fat gay pod we're on facebook as the big fat gay podcast leave us five stars there leave us five stars on your preferred podcast platform support us on patreon at patreon.com slash big fat gay pod um, see the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. Well, maybe you're any one of these animals <laughs> and you live at the zoo and the lights, the lights are down, the gates are closed and baby, the music starts playing and you're coming out of your cage. All the animals are too. Cause it's, it's nighttime at the zoo. It's the rave. And, uh, I don't know. the. <laughs> The Cobra's coming your way, so... Oh. Oh. <laughs>
1: Watch out, boys! <laughs> oh.